All Madden Podcast. Oh, still a little jock in the booth. Yo. Dude. These tunes, man. Let's let it ride. All right, boys. All Madden Podcast. I wanted to stir some shit up in the chat this morning. I wasn't planning on doing a solo pod, but when Jay Tona asks, he receives. And speaking of Jarrell, dude, Jarrell had a weird night the other night. He, I guess he was walking around getting drunk at the Daytona 500. I learned nothing from his video message story. The only takeaway was there's a thing from White Castle called Crystals, and I was just happy that he wasn't referring to a drug called Crystals. So shout out to Jarrell. Glad you didn't do anything too crazy, my friend. Um, but no, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to talk. It's um, it's Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I swear, I have so many things to talk about, but then that music starts going and I just forget everything. And I was talking to Cynthia about it. And she was like, you just got to get a song, like an intro song that you play every time. And I tried to explain to her, I'm in the studio booth right now and there's music and it says AI plus. I guess these are all just AI generated beats and you just pick a genre. You don't know, like, I just chose chill and hit play and it spit out some fire. But there, I mean, until we get like an intro song, we will never have a consistent same song every time if anybody wants to record a cool song for the all madden podcast that'd be cool but i'm loving these it's like old ipod shuffle you don't know what you're gonna hear it's great but i got a lot of stuff to talk about i just chugged a coffee i hammered out some notes i'll probably give you guys like 20 good minutes here just to get you on your way this friday um all right first thing i sent a couple clips in the chat yesterday I don't know if you guys saw it. It was like Ray Lewis just jumping over and it was a strip animation where he just jumped over the player with the ball and grabbed it and took it out of his hands. Like it was an all-in-one fumble strip, fumble recovery animation. It was fucking awesome. And so I like Mutt has these animations that are exclusive to Mutt and sometimes even exclusive to some players. Like they release Michael Vick and he's got all these special jukes and stuff. But they also just released like a middle linebacker, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, the fucking mascara-wearing quarterback from the Raiders. There's a middle linebacker version of him now. So I I have such a love-hate relationship with Madden Ultimate Team. Not to mention all the fucking toxic people that are on their plane that run the same exact play every single time on defense and every single time on offense. It's annoying. But there is some cool stuff. So when I come across cool stuff, I'll put it in the chat. I'm not bragging and I'll... I was telling Levon last night, I do sometimes get self-conscious with you guys um, that you think the only thing I do is play Madden and think about Madden, which is semi-true. But I want you guys to know that I'm not a complete loser, and I think I've talked about it before. So I always get, I'm hesitant to send mutt clips because it's like, oh, dude, he's playing Madden at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday again. This is, what does he do? But, you know, when when you're a consultant and a lot of what you're doing is, you know, writing code and creating PowerPoint decks and that kind of thing, working in Excel, like you can kind of just do it when you want to do it. 
And um, a lot of times that's I'll eat dinner and then I'll go back in my office and I'll just grind from like eight to 11 at night because for whatever reason, I'd rather be playing Madden during the day. This makes no sense, but I digress. Um, also, I love arguing in the chat, guys. And that's why I'm here right now, because I wanted to mix it up in the chat. Like yesterday, we were going at it, right? We were talking about, it's always like the direction of the Broncos. That's the current um, debate that we always have. It's like, should we draft a guy at 12, uh, draft a quarterback at 12? One second, guys, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Should we draft a quarterback at 12? Should we trade up for a quarterback into the top three or number nine? Or I've seen six. Um, should we trade up for like a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels type of guy? Should we? Do we have to trade up for McCarthy? Or should we stay at 12, hope McCarthy falls, stay at 12, take Knicks there or Penix? But a lot of people are off Penix in the first round being an option. Or it's the the other school of thought is, um, we're dealing with Russell's cap implications right now. We're already in an asset hole because we gave a second round pick for Sean Payton. We're going to have to, you know, make concessions like cap concessions this year to deal with the cap hit from cutting Russ. Do we just take the best player available and start to build and go with like a, a free agent quarterback? And like I said, on the last pod, I like to try out different takes, you know, wear them for a week and see how I feel about them. I'm definitely on the retread quarterback best player available take right now i'd even i wouldn't mind a trade back and Jameis winston is like the quarterback that i would really like to have i was just listening to him on pardon my take and he was so good and his relationship with sean payton is great they were having a great season then he tore his acl a lot of people like to forget about that but i just i'm not here to lay out my take again on this but i love i love having these debates because stevie's in the chat this morning and he's sending like ready for round two with the boxing gloves. And me and Stevie, we were pretty much at each other's throat yesterday. Um, but he's back. He's back for more today. That's what we do. And, you know, we it's not emotional. Sometimes we can get a little bit personal when we've been going for a couple hours and we're not making any headway on either one of our points. But, you know, it's all love at the end of the day. And, and yeah, it's great. I mean, we we had similar debates in the chat about the whole Baron Browning thing after the last pod came out. And it's like, look, we can talk about this issue, right? The nine stacks in a CPU game. There can definitely be differing opinions on it. And we can have a, a non-emotional debate about it. It's okay. We don't need to come in calling people sensitive or anything like that. It's fine. Just laying out a point. Being passionate about something isn't sensitivity, I think. Like, me, where me and Levon were coming from, where Levon and I were coming from, sorry, Alex, was, you know, the CPU can't react to some of these semi-broken plays. Not saying that meta and effective plays shouldn't be used in head-to-heads. I think it's fine, and I think it's also very hard to police. But when you're dealing with the CPU and one player having nine sacks and ten tackles for losses in one game, it's like, clearly we're exploiting something here, and that's not the point of CPU games. But, um, yeah, I wasn't coming at that from an emotional perspective. I, my feelings weren't hurt because Baron Browning went off. It was just like awards are one of the cool things we have. And with this podcast is one of the cool things we can talk about are award races. And it just kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of it if one player goes off against the CPU and all but wraps up that award in week four or five. That's all. 
Okay, what else? And dogs, right? I posted the poll. Do dogs have two arms and two legs or four legs? I guess they have front legs and back legs. Okay, me and Alex were the only ones that said they have two arms and two legs. But I have two dogs. Like when you say paw, you're not expecting them to give their back leg paw. And have you ever seen a dog that's like on a chair and they got one arm on the armrest? Like that, I don't know. The front the front legs and back legs are definitely different. So I don't know. I call them arms. Like when I'm referring to my dog, Winston, shout out Stevie, also has a dog named Winston, great dog name. Like when I'm looking at Winston and I, he's doing something with his front legs, I'm, he's doing something with his arms. Oh, his leash, it's, it, his leash is caught up in his arms. That's, yeah, probably stupid. Anyway. Okay. And Levon's takes. I, I said in the chat this morning I was going to go after my co-host. I need to. Okay. Because first of all, when I won the Super Bowl and people were giving me some props saying, you know, Jock ran the table. He called it. He said he was going to win the Super Bowl. He said the Saints were going to go all the way and he did. He called it. And Levon, you know, it's like, oh, well, he says that every season. First of all, I don't. And second of all, he comes in here on the last pod and we're doing our predictions for this season. I take Bills over 49ers in the Super Bowl. And I take, who did I even take as MVP? I don't even remember. And he takes Falcons to win the Super Bowl and Delonte Anthony to win MVP. Like, what are we doing here? And not to mention, since he said that, the Falcons are 0-2. They lost to the Ravens, and they lost to the Saints. And Delonte Anthony, in those two games, nine interceptions. Nine. Nine times. Ferris Bueller reference. So that's bad. That's That pick is not looking good right away. And my picks are looking very good from last pod. So I said the Saints are going to win the division, um, but possibly get knocked out of the Falcons in the playoffs. That's looking pretty good because I beat him yesterday at home, but I still think he might be my biggest competition in the NFC. He, Me and LeVon have played so much Madden. He knows what I'm thinking at all times. I can't surprise that kid with anything. Uh, I also picked the Ravens to win the division. He took out the Falcons and the Steelers. A lot of Falcons talk. He took out the Steelers, though, last night, 28-24, to 24, a huge win. And my part of my basis was, for this was Alex doesn't care about the regular season, and Jason does, and it's, and it's showing up right now. So that's looking good, that pick. And then another pick that's looking good is I took the Jags to win the AFC South, and LeVon took the Titans. Titans not only lost to the Jags, they've been swept by the Jags, and he just lost to Jarrell in a game I want to talk about. But the Jags, they beat the Titans and the Chiefs the last couple weeks. They are cruising, undefeated. But oh my God, dude. Jarrell and Joke, that game. So I listened to the Ryan Rosillo podcast, and he's a he talks about NFL, college football, and the NBA. And he does this thing called Tales from the Couch, which he'll talk about just all the NBA games that he's watched from the couch and you know what his takeaways are. Because he's kind of like a solo guy, single guy, just loves grinding NBA and uh, and talking about it. I have a similar thing. Usually I'll get on my uh, my stationary bike. And yesterday was so perfect. I got on in the middle of the afternoon and it was just game after game after game after game. Um, who played yesterday? It was I was able to watch. Um, I started with watching the Dolphins and the Chargers. 
I watched the Pats and the Chiefs. I watched the Vikings and the Bills. I watched the Eagles and the Titans. And that's and I want to talk about all these games. But yeah, I brought it up because I want to talk about Jarrell and Joke. These guys are so bad for each other when they get together. I feel like I've seen this happen before. They're like a bad, they're like a toxic couple, right? That you see at the party or at the bar. It's like, it's ugly, but it's so ugly you can't look away. Like, let me, um, let me go through some stats from, for this game. But, oh, my God. This is going to make me go to the commission chat and say, we need some rules against or regarding interceptions in a game. So, Raymundo Rocket threw for 628 yards. He had three touchdowns and eight interceptions. Jared Goff threw for 424 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. He had a long of 99 yards. Rocket Sanders had a a rush of 92 yards. There was just, it's not like there wasn't any defense going on except for Jarrell making interceptions. It's not like he was playing lockdown D. It was just joke would go on, like have chunk play after chunk play. He was throwing wheel routes to Tatum Bell. And then he would fuck up and throw a pick in the, in the red zone. So he would rack up like 70 yards a drive, but then throw a pick at the end of every drive. It was such a weird game. So weird. And as a Madden purist, right? I'm not a stat patter. I hate padding stats. I, I don't like when people do it. Um, and I don't like watching games like this, like a 60 to 21 game. I'm, I'm pumped that Jarrell got the dub for him. Um, and I think Joke has to do some soul searching. It's not looking very good for the Titans at the moment. But I just, it was such an ugly game. 60 to 21, that I don't like it. Uh, Dan, so Dan against Brina. They desynced and they played again. Both were close games. Brina ends up winning 21 17, was it? I think so. 21 17. And this was almost a legacy win for Dan. He was playing so well. And he was driving with a chance to take the lead. He would have won 24-21, throws a pick in the red zone in classic Dan fashion, kind of charging it, like he says. Um, it probably wouldn't have gotten him out of the hole that he's in right now. He would have That win would have put him at 2-4, and four, and I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. And he has said, Dan has said, that he's building for next season. So it's almost best-case scenario. He played his ass off. He kind of blew it at the end. But that's something that he'll be able to think back next season. Like, I can hang with the top-tier teams in the AFC, like the Dolphins. I'm going to compete next year. I'll be back. All right. What's next? Oh, Brina. Brina, he proved why he's, like, a consistent, really good player, too. Like, that he was down in both games. He kind of battled back in both games. Both games meaning there was a desync in the first and just was composed the whole time, kind of stuck to the plan, and he wins 21-17. Dolphins are 4-2. and two. All right, next game I watched. I watched the Vikings and the Bills, Adam versus Timmy. And I they desynced in the first game, just like the Chargers and the uh, and the Dolphins. But I, I hate rewatch. I hate watching the second game after a desync because I feel like I was emotionally invested in the first. So I think the first game desynced in the fourth quarter. It looked like Timmy was going to win. And then Timmy, they go into the rematch, and it's a super tight game. Um, I know Timmy was tired. It was probably like 1 or 2 a.m. in Sweden. But um, Adam ends up winning 23-20, to 20, made some really nice plays down the stretch, and then Timmy missed the 
game tying field goal that would have sent him into overtime. Dude, it's hard to hit fucking field goals when you're iced. It's definitely hard. Uh, also watched Derek beat. Oh, let me put a bow on that last game. Big big time win for Adam. I think Adam's four and two right now. I think he still needs to get over the hump of beating Stevie before we can take him super seriously in the NFC. Like I think he's lost like seven or eight or nine or ten in a row to Stevie. So while Adam is a very good player and a consistent playoff team, to take him seriously as a contender, he needs to knock off the Packers. Like it absolutely needs to happen. And then Timmy, five and one. You know, you're not throwing anything out of the game plan or, you know, changing anything about your team after this game. You lost to a good player. It was late for you in a in a run it back game. You missed a field goal. Like, and if you're gonna lose, it's better that you lose to an NFC team. I still like my pick of the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Okay, Pats versus Chiefs. Derek versus Hank. He wins 27-24. I think that score is a little closer than it was. I think Hank might have gotten a garbage time touchdown to make it a three-point game. But man, dude, Derek five and one. And Phil is also five and one. Okay. These are two teams that hover around the playoffs. Um, and also Phil. Side point about Phil. Um, him using the news channel to post his games, I think it's hilarious. I do it sometimes. But him putting two news channel messages. First was his Twitch link, and then second was Cardinals versus Commanders. Like, dude, if we're if we're using two news channel posts for a, a Phil versus Zach game, that's abuse. I'm sorry, that's abuse. Uh, but okay, so which one of the which one of these borderline playoff teams that's five and one right now? Because Phil was five and zero, oh, but he just lost to Zach. That's a pretty bad loss. Which one of these? Who can finish the race? Right? Because I'm a runner. Any race, marathon, half marathon, five k, ten k, whatever, Ironman, even. You'll see the guys that are fucking jacked up at the beginning of the race. They're hyped. Um, they just whiff some smelling salts and they take out the first three miles like they're running seven minute pace. And then you see them, you know, bent over at the side of the road by mile 16 and they're they're absolutely cooked. So are these guys going to be able to finish the race or are they going to stumble and and miss the playoffs like which one i don't know which one i'm more confident in to be honest i know that phil has beaten rk before but he hasn't played him yet this season and Derek has had he's five and one but his one loss was a blowout loss to the bills so that's a concerning loss zach beating phil is a concerning loss so they're five and one but i'm looking at them like all right, guys, it's been good so far, but how far are we really going to take this thing? What's going to happen? And also shout out to Zach for getting his first one of the season. He's now one and five and he was hitting me up for Stroud because I was toying with the idea of trading CJ Stroud. And um, he said, look, I'm on a, I'm on the path to the number one pick. Will that be enough for Stroud? Not even close. Even if it was a guaranteed number one pick, number one pick for Stroud is a horrible deal for me. He's a 99 overall X-Factor quarterback who's young. Um, the only reason I would do it is is for cap reasons. But we'll see. Cap is a legitimate factor. I have in my notes. Cap is a real thing because it's it's starting to happen. 
people are seeing it. I mean, we saw it in the offseason with the Panthers. I know the Bengals are in a cap situation right now. It's it's real. All right, and last thing, um, Bilga. Bilgy. Seahawks. Seahawks are two and four right now. Okay. And I was in I was talking to Bilga about Stroud a couple weeks ago when he was 0 and 4. Okay. He offered me three firsts and a superstar player, young player, for Stroud. It was a really good offer, probably the best offer I got. Didn't end up taking it. And now he's two and four. He's won a couple games in a row. And he texted me last night and he said, Hey man, I'd just like to take myself out of the uh I'd like to rescind my CJ Stroud offer, take myself out of the trade talks because Kyler Murray has been balling for the Seahawks. So I'm, I've never been more pumped to see somebody turn down a trade. I mean, I wasn't, I hadn't agreed to it. We were still in talks, but I was so pumped to see that. It's like he's riding with his guy. And Bilga and I were able to make a good trade earlier in the week. Okay. It was, um, and I feel like this happens all the time when I make trades. People react to them like, don't really know who won this trade. That's what I do, guys. I like to make trades that are fun, that are good for both sides. All right, I had Braylon Allen on my bench, Madden legend. We saw him go crazy for Jason in last Madden for the Falcons. He was incredible. You guys remember big running back, huge shoulder pads, big helmet? He was my backup running back, and I just couldn't I couldn't feed him with Shabazz on the roster. I couldn't develop him like he should. So I traded him, I gave a second and a third, and I get back old Derrick Henry, who's still an X-Factor, and he can be a serviceable backup for Shabazz. I don't need to worry about developing him, right? He's already a finished product. He is expensive, which is annoying. He's got three years left on his deal at $17 million a year. I, he has to retire. He has to save me by retiring. Uh, and I get Malik Neighbors, who actually was huge in my game last night against um, LeVon. Wanted a, another receiver because DeAndre Hopkins is not only – old but he's hurt right now so i needed instant help and maybe i'll be able to move deandre hopkins he probably has very limited trade value but i maybe i'll just drop him maybe i'll just cut him on a random afternoon and and somebody can scoop him up he's 87 overall and he made plays for me in the playoffs he's very good makes catches in traffic okay what other trades hawkinson traded and then stevie immediately immediately in the chat saying he needs a backup tight end it's like you had one brother but that's an overinvestment at tight end too i understand that i agree um even Alex making trades and announcing his own trades nine hours after it was officially announced but he traded Derek hall i think like a pass rusher guy for i think a second rounder and he posted some other guys that were on the block like dre greenlaw and Alex is not a guy that makes a lot of trades so that was notable Chiefs, they lost to the Pats, and then he posts some of his older players are available. He said Cooper Cup demanded a trade, and Von Miller is probably about to demand a trade too. And if those guys are moved, then DJ Reader will also be moved. So three veterans on the Chiefs. He's a seller right now. Um, and look, buyers and sellers are going to start to reveal themselves in the next couple weeks here. Be active here, guys. Like this, the trade deadline, I'm hoping that it's popping off like it was last season. Cause last season, the trade deadline seriously changed some things, um, about how the rest of the season played out. Like myself getting Jonathan Allen at the trade deadline 
hugely instrumental in the Super Bowl run. Uh, Timmy getting Jair Alexander, huge for him making a deep run in the playoffs. Um, so I think the teams that sit on their hands are going to be a little regretful on the buyer and seller side. Because, like I said earlier, the cap is a legitimate thing. It matters. So um, this is a good opportunity for either teams to push all the chips into the middle of the table or start to retool and offload some assets and get ready for next season. I'm just looking at the chat right now because Levon is wondering how I'm going to go after him. And then Stevie said that I pushed out and Jarrell, he knows me, might be in the booth. I am in the booth. And I, I went out Levon. It's true. Delonte Anthony sucks. Anyway. All right. That's good. That was a good like 25 minutes. Do I have anything else in my notes that I need to send you guys? Oh, played trios the other day online. With, it was me, Timmy, and Dan. An absolute blast. So much fun. If you guys ever want to play like three on three, two on two, anything, please hit me up. I love, I love Madden and I'll play anytime. All right, boys, have a great Friday. Little 25 minute spot from your boy with some tunes on the intro. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And I'm having a party Saturday night at my crib in Hoboken. If anyone wants to come, they can come, they can crash drinks, food, whatever you want on me. All right, boys. Later.